Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ath Geeks Podcast, the show where athletes and geeks collide. I just want to thank all of you for taking out the time to make this a part of your weekly routine. I'm your host, Adrian, and I have a special guest all the way from London for y'all. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Lavinia. Hi, Adrian. It's so great to be here and uh, talk about uh, anime and manga and all that, uh, you know, weeb life as well. So, <laughs> so um, I, I'm a professional working in London and this anime is essentially, uh, you know, my go-to after a long day of work. It's been a passion of mine since I was a kid growing up in India uh, because we, we got a lot of anime stuff coming through. And it just continued um, consistently. I feel like, you know, anime fans, when they grow up, we still love anime. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't leave us. And uh, yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I know uh, we spoke about an anime that we both are very passionate about, and that is Haikyuu. And I'm just going to let you take over real quick. Why is it that you love Haikyuu? Well, I mean, so this was re- really like it, I'm I'm not that much into sports anime as some people are, but it it was part of my journey from free uh, to stars align and then uh, Haikyuu, obviously, just as part of it because first of all, there's a massive uh, fan following for sure, and it's it, it feels like it's much more closer to real life um, and yet the failures that the team goes through, the problems that they have, the personal um, like barriers they have when they compete, that actually, it feels so much more realistic than a lot of other ones. And yeah, just simply watching uh, like other anime and seeing the recommendations, but also it going through fandoms and things like that, this was high on the list as a really good anime. And of course, I mean, I love the animation style. Like It's it's amazing. Uh, I mean, I can spot where they are, you know, they're repeating uh, certain sections and things like that. But it's, I, I never thought I would be so hooked on volleyball. I've, I don't watch volleyball in real life. But then mm-hmm. I started watching Haikyuu and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I started watching a bit of volleyball in real life. And it got me interested in the sport. And I mean, that in itself is quite amazing, don't you think? Like that anime can inspire you to watch something in, in the real like in real life. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because, um, you know, it's crazy. I was watching a video, like a YouTube video that's talking about what Haikyuu's, uh, what Haikyuu did to the like country of Japan, mm-hmm. they were saying when Haikyuu came out and it started growing in popularity, the amount of people playing actual volleyball spiked in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, so Japan, so like a lot of people started, a lot of young, even young males started playing volleyball because they were loving Haikyuu. So they were like, oh yeah, we want to go do this for real now mm-hmm. because it's just wonderful. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's funny that you actually were like, yeah, let me go watch volleyball now because <laughs> this anime was that good. And I was like, Oh, yeah. 
yeah. yeah, because they do um they do explain the rules. They explain it in a way that it, it isn't I, I, it's it's because of their sensei, isn't it? That they mm-hmm. explain that's the tool through which they explain the rules because everybody else knows but uh sensei doesn't. The guy who's essentially who made sure that uh Coach Yukai's grandson comes back. But anyway, now I'm delving into details, I guess, uh, <laughs> a lot, but and the other thing that I really like about Haikyuu is that the women in Haikyuu have so much agency as well. And the boys club and the girls club, they're there sharing their knowledge. They're talking to each other, pepping each other up. You know, it's, it's, uh, it almost becomes that volleyball is this plane of equals as well. Uh, and I, I, I love the way it's, it was, it's done, the storyline, everything, you know, normally everybody wins, everything is great. And that's not the case. And I think it also brings up this very interesting thing in sports that only recently um, has been talked about. It's that mental preparedness uh, when you're going into a game. How how quick can you pick yourself up when you're in a slump as well? So yeah, some really deep stuff. And a lot of people, like when I talk about Haikyuu who aren't anime fans, when I talk to non-anime fans about Haikyuu and I say, yeah, this was really cool. And they talked about this mental preparedness and they lose and things like that. They look at me and go, really? I thought anime was for, you know, kids. I'm like, oh God, no, 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 no. Don't say those words. Please don't say those words. Please don't make me yeah. kick you in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know, I know the pain of trying to explain Haikyuu and your like passion for it. And then people looking at you like you're crazy because they don't understand. Well, one, they have this, what they already figure what anime is supposed to look like. They already have this, like what they see anime as. And they're like, they play sports too. And volleyball at, at that, they're like, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not going to watch a volleyball anime. And I don't want to watch volleyball period. So I'm definitely not going to watch a volleyball anime, but they're missing out. They're definitely yes. missing out. Cause it's a really, really, really great show. Yeah. And the character development is amazing. Like you were just talking about the girls team. The You even see the change in the girls team from, when it was really just the captain that was passionate about it. The rest of the girls really weren't. And Mm -hmm. by the end of the tournament, all the girls were crying and breaking down about the game. So you see the other side where the girls have regrets, where the boys team really tried not to because the boys tried to leave it all on the floor. They were practicing hard. They they knew Mm -hmm. that, like, once you left and once you lost, there's no more volleyball. They emphasize that. They talked about that a lot throughout the tournament, throughout practices. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And I also I like the fact that it's 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 Nishinoya, isn't it? When he's uh, uh, while he's been suspended, he actually trains with the girls' team as well. So it's it's also this whole thing of you know normally uh, when you're in a mixed school, it's like oh, girls' team is separate, boys' team is separate. They're on two different levels. But over here, it's it's more like we're learning from each other, of course. And then with the girls team and, um, you know, the captain of the girls team and Daichi, of course, there's the, you know, the un- unsaid romance <laughs> as well. That's very subtle, but I, I like it because it starts off in a, with a place of respect for each other and camaraderie, both of them being leaders of their teams and both of them also inspiring their teams because it's Daichi who is you know, pushing everyone you know, to go further, but he's still that very calm leader as well. And just how he, especially with his classmates, Suga and Asai, 
they the way he calms them down the way he talks to them the way uh, his passion comes out but in a very mature way which is you know it's it's it, it, it i i love that I love that, isn't it? That's what it's about being a leader at that age, isn't it? As well, that you can calm people down, that you are much more mature at certain points. But it's also that he's not like that all the time. He's keeping it together for the rest of them as well. Yeah, most definitely. Do you not? Do you remember whenever he went? I can't remember what game it was. He went down with that injury or whatever, and they mm-hmm. had to have the other captain or the the person that was going to be the future captain step in. Um, yeah, the whoever the second year was, um, was it was it was his name Hisashi something. Um, yeah, when he stepped in and he had to like calm the team down, get everybody together, and he basically was doing his job without him being there, and it, it was it was tough. For the team, at first, you saw the team was falling apart. They were doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, a captain's job is to bring them together. And since he was supposed to be the future captain, and he didn't think he was ready for it. But just seeing that game, it showed you that he was ready for it. Like that um, Samora was going to make the right choice in picking him. Because he kept all the... If you can keep, um, what's it called, Tanaka and Nishinoya in check constantly, then I think you can do a good job. Because, you know... The rest of them will fall in line as well. And so even though he wasn't the most talented, he was just trying to be in the right spot, make the right plays, just do the hustle things and just keep his team alive. He just did captain duties. And that was really powerful to me. So just thinking about captains and stuff, you even see character developing that way. However, I do have a question for you. Um, who would be your favorite character in Haikyuu? That's just, I just, I'm just wondering because I I know mine, so I just wonder uh, who it's, yours it's is. A, it's a toss-up um, uh, between Hinata, of course, the main character, and Nishinoya. Uh, so both of the guys who are vertically challenged as well. <laughs> because essentially it's like they're, they're trying to compete um, in a sport where height is everything, isn't it? Yep. I mean... Um, I, I even like Kenma as well, but he's he's very calculating. That's not as, that that passion isn't there. Rather, it's Hinata who brings that passion in, isn't it? But um, yeah, it's uh, Hinata and Nishinoya. Both are passionate about playing. I mean, to the point where their grades suffer. <laughs> I, I love that episode where uh, him and Tanaka, like, oh, we're, we're putting on a Botetsava faces, <laughs> you know, the peaceful, we're, we're, we're praying for our marks. <laughs> and, you know, that's it. It's left to God now because we can't do anything. Yeah, that was so crazy because, you know, all they have is volleyball in their brains. They have nothing with the grades. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, don't you remember feeling like that sometimes? It's like, oh, this is it. This is, you know, my science final and this is the end of it <laughs> as well. Yeah, so, I mean, we've all been there. We've all understood how, you know, school works, how grades work, and nobody's exactly, <laughs> exactly. driven. Exactly, and that's what I like about it, isn't it? Even as an adult watching it, you can you can feel that, um, the genuinity of the script, the story coming through uh, as well. And, you know, I even like Yukai as well as, the, you know, this guy who's now, you know, uh, a, a, like being a shopkeeper at his, uh, you know, mom's, uh, oh, sorry. Adrian, I just need to. My mic is uh, hey, going you're down all again. Good. Like, My what? mic's been tripping this whole podcast. It's been going in and out, so you're all good. All right, sorry. Where was I? Okay, sorry. 
And uh, I really like Yukai as a character, as an adult character. And it's weird that the older I get, I actually identify much more with the adult characters because he's also trying to capture something from his youth, isn't it, as a coach? And he, at some point, he's like, yeah, I don't want to go back to that when, there's tr- when Sensei is trying to convince him. And I forgot what Sensei's name is because everyone just calls him Sensei now. Uh, Ugai order. Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, you were talking about the actual, the actual person. Um, Takeda. Yeah, that sounds mm. correct. Yes, exactly. That that does ring a bell. But it's he he. Uh, Yukai, even though his granddad has this le- is this legacy coach, this you know famous coach that is is the reason why Kageyama in the first place, you know, has gone to that school, and uh, it's he doesn't want to step in there even though he's the guy who plays volleyball with the neighborhood association with all these guys and he's into it and it's until he sees their passion that he he's reminded of this and i think that's something you know the older you get sometimes you really need to see that passion from youngsters isn't it again that uh, you know that's what drove me that's what uh, inspired me that's uh, that's what used to you know keep me up at night thinking about these things in a non-stressful way as well you know so i even the character development of uh, you know the adults is really good in 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 high yeah most definitely the character development with the adults and just the character development period um you talked about your favorite player and my favorite player is oikawa and everybody's been having these different character arcs and character this and that. And so um, there's things that you might, I don't, I don't want to spoil for you because I've read ahead in the manga and everything, but um, Oikawa's arc and what he does is is really is really amazing to me. Because um, that's the reason he became my favorite character. He wasn't my favorite character watching through the anime. However, going through the manga... Oh my goodness, Oikawa's art, and then when you start looking at him, because I guess you could say Shiro Torizawa is the villain in Haikyuu, but I don't think there's actually a true villain, it's like everybody has their own thing, like everybody has their own battles, everybody has their own thing they're dealing with, they're going through, whatever, and Oikawa's whole time, he was worried about like him being ordinary, him not being a genius, he has um, Kageyama behind him, catching up and everything like that and slowly just you know he's under that pressure that that overwhelming pressure that Kageyama is going to surpass him and that he has to keep improving that he has to do x y and z and then he has um Shiri Toizawa in them and he's battling them and he's like okay I'm getting suffocated by them because he wants to beat them instead of joining like he doesn't want to join the best team that's kind of the reason he didn't join Ushijima. And Ushijima was like, he should have came here with us. But Oikawa was like, no, I'm not going there with you. Like, you beat me in middle school. I'm going to defeat you. You're beating me in high school. It's okay. I'm not giving up. I'm going to beat you eventually, whether it be, I don't know, in anything. Like, I'm going to, he's like, he got this super competitiveness that he just wants to, like, defeat all his rivals. He doesn't want to join with any of them. And that's why I was saying, like, he, they go through it more in the manga. Like, they have more flashbacks. And they do things like that to where it, you really see the pain he has. Even in anime, you see his pain um, when he's in middle school and he sees Kageyama, like, coming up. 
and Kage, he can see how good Kageyama is and how scary good Kageyama is, and he has, starts having that mental breakdown, and he even attacks Kageyama and has to, they have to stop him because he's like, he's like, leave me alone, he's suffocating, and all Kageyama does is look up to him. Kageyama thinks he's so great and thinks he's just like the perfect setter, and he's like, I want to be like him, but Oikawa is so stuck in not having that God-given, as much God-given talent as uh, somebody like Kageyama or Ushijima that he's forgetting that he is still extremely, extremely talented. And that goes back to that whole, um, when he has that moment when he's like jumps over the table and everything. And he says, talent is something you bloom. Instinct is something you polish. Even when he was talking to his coach, his coach was like, how do you know how good you are? You're just a kid. So like, I, that's why I love Oikawa. He's so mm-hmm. he's so amazing. No, hundred percent agree. And I think this is the other thing that it feels so more so much more realistic, isn't it? Um, because especially when you're ke- competing at that level, your ambition obviously is to play at national level, isn't mm-hmm. it? So sometimes you're gonna meet people who are much who have got there far quicker than you have, isn't? And uh, Oikawa has respect begrudging respect for Kageyama. That's the point, isn't it? That you can, because he he is an expert uh, in his own right, he can see the talent, isn't it? So when it's it's even at work, anything else, you know, you when you know what you do well, you can see talent much more clearer. And I 100% agree with you. I, I like that arc, that development, because it, normally they would be the bad guy, right? You know, that would be the, the team that always puts everyone down or something like that. But uh, here in Haikyuu, it's it's different. It's that they're all people who love volleyball, who are passionate about the sport. And that's why you're following them. That's why everybody is, uh, you know, it's a it's, it's holistic um, uh, development, isn't it? And I forgot, what's the name of uh, the... The guy who is, oh my, I forgot, oh my god, the name of the guy at Shinsenatori, no, uh, um, who's going to be part of the national team where, so Hinata and Kageyama sneak into their high school and watch oh, the yeah, training Shiro Tori session. Oh, yeah, Shiro Torizawa, Thank you, Jima. Yeah, Jima, that's what I was like, yeah, oh my god. Even he also, even though he's very stiff as a character, you know, Essentially, when he's up against uh, uh, Hinata and Kageyama, he breaks down. He breaks that facade, isn't it? Because he recognizes talent in them, you know, and it becomes it's not about necessarily a rivalry, but it's about that friendly rivalry that gets you to become better, isn't it? Um, and it's uh, yeah, I, I think that's what it's 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 so differentiating as an anime. Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, they were talking the whole, like, um, the concrete thing, like, uh, how if, uh, what's, God, I just forgot Oikawa's team's name, um, um, Abajasi or whatever, like, if they're from the concrete and everything, then what are we, so, like, that that whole thing, like, when they snuck over there and they did everything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, and and he says, and Hinata says, I'm, I'm Hinata from the concrete, yeah. I, I, I love, I love that. Yeah, so that that whole concrete part, I, I'm glad you remember because I could I I was over there messing up, I was fumbling. But Ushijima, they were confused at first because his teammate Tendo and everything was like, I've never seen Ushijima get like this. I've never seen Ushijima actually get 
interested in an opponent that we're playing because usually Ushijima is like you said he's stiff he's business as usual he comes in he gets the job done in he's all about strength and power he wants to like that's his whole that's his whole arc and everything and he just wants to go to the strongest team play with the best players because it's just going to be the easiest path to be a professional he wants to be a pro and that's all it is it's business he's not in it in that game he actually looked like he was having fun because if you look at the rest of the games and they look how they they basically describe him basically how they talk about he well it didn't look like he was really having fun with volleyball he just wanted to be a pro so he was doing business as usual he practiced the right way he did everything he was supposed to and he just treated it like a job like an everyday pro but in that game against karasuna you all you saw him actually smiling and start getting interested. And even before the game, like you were talking about the concrete part, uh, Hinata when Hinata says that Ushijima smiles a little bit because he starts getting a little fired up. He's like, "Oh, I've never met somebody." And then the whole time, like Tendo was like, "Is there something that happened?" He was like, "No, I just don't like people that make like these baseless claims. Like they're talking, basically saying like they're good and they don't even have nothing to back it up because they were losing. They're doing X, Y, and Z. Like, who are y'all?" But y'all are going to beat me, but y'all can't even beat all these other people. I'm the number I'm like He's been number one for all three years. His team's been number one for all three years. And they're the favorites to come out of this tournament and go to nationals and win nationals and everything. So, like I said, he was just treating like business. But then he sees Kageyama and Hinata's style. And he actually, like how they're playing and how they're pressuring him. Like, it's, it seems like it's the first time he actually had that adversity. And instead of backing up, he's like, give me the ball. And they're like, they were confused. They're like, hold up, you demanding the ball? This man don't ever demand the ball. And they demand the ball. He's like, he's going to go back at it. He made, like, it, it became personal. Like, that whole Michael Jordan meme. Like, it, was like it, it, was, it became personal. And they started battling out. And it was look it looked so amazing. It was like, even with the art style, you see him just this over, like, giant figure over them, just suffocating them. And they're just trying to like defeat him as a team and he's like a one-man army and he's just doing all he can and like i said it looked like he was having fun and at the end of the game instead of like being upset he looked like he was having fun he acknowledged them and it just it was amazing and it's just amazing that they had an entire arc for him in the middle of the tournaments i mean and then you have the whole um, the coach art, the coach art, because if anybody was going to be a villain, like I talked about earlier, like you don't know really have anybody that's villain, but if anybody was a villain, it'd be Washijo. Like, because he was so short and everything. And not only were they having Ushijima's arc, they were kind of having an arc for him too. And they have a later arc for him as well, where he starts developing more and everything. And to have a coach development, that is amazing to me. Because a lot of animes, they just develop the main character, they forget all the side characters, but Haikyuu doesn't. They, they develop all these characters, which is just amazing to me. But Washijo was passionate about volleyball. He was doing everything like that. But he was small. He was short. And he's like Hinata. But instead of being like Hinata and being like, I don't care that I'm short. I'm still going to uh, like keep playing. I'm still going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm still going to be great. I'm still going to do everything like that. And I'm going to play. Washijo quit. He was just basically like, well, he gave in to, I'm short, I'm not tall like the rest of y'all. I can't play because I'm short and I can't do everything that y'all can. And he starts getting, because he's not, even, like, just like Ushijima wasn't, like, passionate and emotional and everything like that. Washijo, like, wants to win this game more than anything because it's going against his ideals. Like, if Karasuno wins and Hinata shines like this, 
then it's kind of a slap in the face to Washington because he's like, then I could have like what he starts having regrets. Like, what if I didn't give in and what if I didn't give up and give up on my dream and start and actually pursued my dream and kept like working like he did? Maybe I could have turned out like that. But, you know, who knows? I mean, we never know because we never saw how good he really was, but we just thought he was small and everything and that he had to give up. I don't know what your thoughts are on that one. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. And it, it speaks to this whole thing of, you know, the war between generations, isn't it, as well? Because essentially, uh, he was told that he would not make it. And exactly what you're saying in that episode, he, he he's getting, pa- he's riled up, he doesn't want uh, them to lose, he doesn't want his team to lose to he, uh, to Hinata simply because that means his entire life he could have been doing something else isn't it and it's also this bit of you know that somebody keeps telling you you, you, essentially you're from the concrete isn't it Uh, but you don't have to believe them and it it's almost like his entire belief system is being challenged by this young kid with passion who has been told it's it's not like Hinata has had it easy either, isn't it? Everyone tells him you're too short, you don't have the technique, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. But it's his passion that pushes him to expand his horizons, to train, to go after his goals. And the coach sees that and I think it's 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 worrying him because that means that he could have been like Hinata if he had not just li- simply just listened to what everyone said, all that derogatory stuff that, you know, because he wasn't tall enough, he could not jump, you know. So it is it is that battle as well, which is like, pretty amazing. I think, you know, this. I feel like I need to rewatch this all over again <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> But I, th- I think that's the beauty of Haikyuu, isn't it? That is, it compared to the other stuff, the other um, uh, anime out there that uh, it has to do with sports, it's always concentrated on a single school. And normally it's somebody else who's gone outside the school who used to be friends with the main characters who's now on the opposing team. Whereas now it's everyone's making connections, everyone's playing together. And the people who are really good they're good not because they want to beat each other. It's because they want to have their personal best. They want to play their personal best, isn't it? And I think that's that's actually how it should be. And um, I'm just going to talk a little bit more simply <laughs> because um, for work, uh, we actually had a guest speaker coming in and talking uh, to the crew and to the wider company um, who was a... Uh, gold medal winner at the Olympics in uh, in 2000 in Sydney uh, for rowing. And this is um, essentially people thought the British rowing team, the men's rowing team would not make it uh, even to the finals and they won gold. And he talked a lot about this mindset of, you know, you work together with your team, you give feedback. Uh, it's not criticism, it's feedback in the moment. And that's what happens in Haikyuu. They're, they're getting feedback in the moment from each other, from their games with uh, opponents. And one thing uh, this guy talked about, his name is Ben Hunt Davis, for any of you listeners who want to um, look him up. Uh, he talked about mindset as well, that when everything is going wrong, it's not that it will continue to go wrong. 
you have to think about the fact that you've achieved so much to come to this po- this point you know so don't let the stuff that that the, don't let the failures bring you down and i think that's that's that lovely bit um at the end of season 1 of haiku that they lose they actually lose and normally that doesn't happen, right, Adrian? It's like yeah, everybody's uh, winning, you know, because they work hard and then they win. Which isn't um, realistic at all, because just because you work hard doesn't mean everybody else isn't working hard. Just because you're working hard doesn't mean the next team over isn't working just as hard. If they're more talented than you, let's say like somebody like um, Shiratori Zawas, they're more talented than you and they're working hard. You have to work 10 times as hard and figure out different things to beat a team like that. That's why, like, when they had their training arc and everything, that was really cool because they had stuff like that. But other animes, a lot of times it's just the hero wins the game. They save the day. They Because that's what people want to do. They want to see them win. Like, you look at other popular animes, other popular sports animes, they still win and they still do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, they don't really show you the other team's process and the other teams doing x y and z and it's like that doesn't that doesn't make sense because that's something haiku does they show the other team they show the other teams getting better you see them you're like okay and because that makes you honestly you might not even root for the protagonist because that's why I, I love oikawa i'm rooting for them because you see how hard they're working and all the sacrifices they're making everything like that so you go into the game you're like do I want Karasuna to win or do I want this team to win and you honestly don't know who's gonna win because either team could win because that's they do. They don't automatically just make the protagonist win. So you go into there re- honestly not knowing who's going to win. So that whole narrative of just because you're working hard, you're going to win. That doesn't really make sense. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't really care for that. I don't know what your thoughts on that, but I don't really personally mm-hmm. really like exactly, that. Exactly because that's the point, isesn't it? Just because you're working hard, it doesn't mean that there other there aren't other people aren't out there working hard. It doesn't mean that your opponent isn't working hard isn't it exactly and that's what makes it realistic and like i love that final episode where you know their coach and sensei they take them to a restaurant and they said eat you know you know like heal your bodies heal your mind and they're all crying and things like that and i was just sitting there going oh my god i'm i'm there with them but at the same time exactly what you said just because you work hard doesn't mean that you win and sometimes that's reality you've got to bounce back and that's part of it. That's part of sportsmanship. That's part of training to be in sports in real life, isn't it? That you can work really hard, but you're still competing with other people who are on your level. Yeah, who are on your level or are even better than you. And they're working mm-hmm. just as hard trying to, you know, do whatever they're doing. So just because you're working hard doesn't mean yep. that it just erases theirs. That I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. It's that simple. So, um... Yeah. And- my, I mean, the one that I really liked, um, so like, was free. That was another uh, sports anime, but in that one, like the guy, the main guy has, uh, you know, he just has this natural talent, and of course he wins. And I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a bit too old nowadays to like that. Exactly. <laughs> that just raw talent alone, like when you're really young, yes, raw talent is is something really cool, isn't it? Because you are a step ahead of all the other kids but as you grow older that means there's more time for other people to practice which means that you are no longer at an advantage just on based on talent alone you have to it has to be work plus talent 
and also uh, coaching as well, because that's what's so great about Haikyuu that the coach comes in, uh, or rather, it's that uh, when Hinata manages to uh, uh, actually no, that's not what happens, isn't it? Uh, Yukai drives uh, Hinata over to his granddad's. Yeah, and that that when he yes. yeah when he drives him over to his granddad's, that's kind of crazy because that shows character development in him, the coach themselves, because he has to he has to come to a realization that I need to move on. We need to make this team stronger and I can't make this team stronger by myself. So I have to take an extra step and do something like that. Cause during that training arc, Hinata was growing scary. Like you saw like Ashi, whatever, like he was, he was like getting overwhelmed by Hinata's growth. Like he was, they ran into each other. He was just chasing the ball. You saw Kageyama getting upset saying, just close your eyes and follow my pass. And Hinata's like, I can't stay like this. I'm growing in, they were like the other the other coach was watching. He's like, no, what they're gonna do? Are they gonna let? Is he gonna? Is his growth, amazing potential and growth, gonna break the team apart because he's suffocating everybody else, making everybody else have to grow with him, or like what's gonna happen? And if the coach didn't handle that properly, the whole team was gonna explode. It doesn't matter how talented you are if you have a coach at a small level and he can't bloom your talent and he keeps you at that low level and he teaches you wrong. He does this. Your talent, you you can be as talented as you want. You won't exactly reach that next height. So it showed a lot of growth for the coach to be like, yeah, I don't know what I can do with him. Let me pass him on to you so that our team can get better. Yeah, it, it definitely was because it's it's also it's a commitment as a coach, isn't it? That it's not about finding everybody's niche and making sure they're okay with it. No, it's pushing their boundaries, especially when you're coaching people that young. Because exactly what we uh, talked about with Oikawa, um, you know, he's so young, he's not matured enough yet. But it's with the coaching, with everything, that's what molds you as a young sportsman, isn't it? And you need that. And I think it's this is why, you know, this is why I love IQ because it is so it is so deep and it works on so many levels, isn't it? It's it's actually it's realistic as it's almost like a guide on how you really should ap- approach sport. Yeah, absolutely. Like with the whole hard work in everything like that, because you see uh, there's a volleyball, there's an actual like volleyball coach who watches Haikyuu episodes and it's actually really hilarious because he goes into it he breaks every episode down he talks about the episodes in every which way or whatever however um the thing I was gonna go with that with the realism is yeah like like we spoke before how the hard work and everything and then like I said with the coaches with the talent and everything like that because Hinata Hinata is really 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 good he like if he would have went to a school like Shiri Torizaro where they're just going to bench him, they're going to keep him on the bench, they're not going to play him just because of his height, then he just he, his his talent would have went to waste. But, like, Karasuno was the best place for him to go because Kageyama was there and because the rest of the players are willing to, like, sacrifice and work with him. And their coach is willing to be, like, flexible, adjustable, and everything else, and try new things. If they if they would have went to any other school, like, if Kageyama would have went to another school, his growth would have stunted. Regardless if he went to a school that was better, because of the flexibility of his play and what he had to learn to do, 
Karasuna was the best place for him. So it doesn't matter that Ushijima path where all you just chasing the best talent and the best players around you if they're not the right fit. Who cares if you have 25 all-stars or you have all these great players around you if you can't do anything with it and you don't do nothing like that with it. And just the the hard work aspect, like Kobe was talking about, where he's like, if you wake up, if I wake up at 4 a.m., work out at 6, work, wake up at, then work out at 9, work out at 1, work out at 5, that I've done so many more workouts than you, you can't even catch up to me. So I'm just that great that I've been working that hard. You can't catch up to me. And them working that hard, it just shows that and everything. So. I mean, the interesting thing is, so I'm I'm not um, a, a fan of basketball that way, but Kobe uh, did talk about this. I remember this particular one because uh, it's it lines up with uh, this book that a lot of people in business keep talking about, but I don't think they practice. And it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And Kobe talks about consistency. Well, he talked about consistency uh, as well. That and exactly what you said. If every day I put in the work. Um, I'm ahead of the guy who puts in like the same amount of work just four times a week. And that's what it is. Small improvements consistently, some habits that you form around uh, what is going to be your goal in life. Uh, so whether that's being the best basketball player or volleyball player or whatever it is. And it's a reason why it's called the book is called Atomic Habits. It's rather that you do something consistently and it's it's essentially like compound interest in math that you can consistently keep putting in small amounts of effort and that compounds over and over and over because you are getting to levels consistently um and it might seem it might seem really slow in the beginning but you do it for 5 years 10 years 15 years no one can surpass you because you have put in those hours and but it, it only compounds later as well. It's not that it, it, there's no such thing as a quick win. There's no such thing as a get rich quick scheme, isn't it? No, there's really not. There's not no matter what aspect you are going in life. There's not real. There's not one. Um, who was it? Was it Bruce Lee? Uh, I believe that said that he's going to fear the man that practices. A, not He's not going to fear the person that practices a thousand different kicks. He's going to um, fear the person that practices uh, a single kick a thousand times like who cares that you can do all these things if you're at a beginner level at it basically but if you've mastered your one thing then you're on a whole nother level and that's what um a lot of the people in Karasuno they do they focus on their individual thing like he not in them they all have certain things whether it was Ash Ashi or whatever um practicing his serves or other players practicing this practicing that Nishinoya practicing set like they all had like a little thing that they wanted to master going into the next tournament even though they weren't as talented and they didn't completely catch up mm -hmm. they mastered that single thing yeah, that exactly. put them ahead and it's it, you know brings me to another reminds me of another anime demon slayer and i forget what his name is the character who does the lightning breath uh, um as I don't well remember maybe his i should name. google this <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head I know you're talking about the yellow-haired dude that hangs out with the main character. I just don't remember his name, though, off the top. And he only knows one breathing technique in that, isn't it? Uh, thunder breathing, that's what it is. Um, as well. And what is his name? Come on. Yeah. Uh, Zenitsu. Yeah. There yeah. we go. So Zenitsu in uh, Demon Slayer, he only knows the first... Um, 
yeah yeah he only knows the first move like of of thunder breathing that's all it is and that's because his his uh, sensei told him you know you don't need to practice everything just be good at this one thing be so good that you know no one can surpass you on it and that's what it is also that he even though he just practices that one thing he is the best at that one combat style and that first movement in that combat style so no one can surpass him isn't it Mm -hmm. and it's 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 very interesting this whole bit of you know practice your basics so well and I, i mean even i think this is something that is really talked about in a lot of animation as well. I think that's also what um, if, you, if you've if anybody's seen uh, the Last Airbender, not the movie. <laughs> the movie's awful. <laughs> the show. No one talks about the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, nobody talks about the movie. That movie's awful. <laughs> but that's what um, uh, that's what is said there as well. I think um, oh, what, like uh, uh, Uncle Iroh uh, tells uh, uh, Zuko. You know, if your if your basics are uh, are straight, then uh, your sister, who is a genius, cannot beat you. Essentially, if you if you practice your basics, that your that your foundation is so strong, no one can shake you. Essentially, and that's something. It's consistency. It's you know making sure that you know your basics. And uh, I know that it's you know when when I was younger. Uh, personally, I, it always felt like, oh God, the basics. Yet again, why is it always the basics? Why why can't I advance further? And it's only when I've gotten older that I can really appreciate that. And again, this is why I think Haikyuu is really good because they practice this. It's like, whether it's blocking, whether it's the serve, whether it's, you know, the way they're running around, especially Hinata, the way he runs around, <laughs> the way he jumps um, as well. Uh, it, it's it's all amazing and i i just love um it's also that hinata is so humble isn't it when he sneaks into the uh training camp and i i laugh at the audacity yeah, all he... the time oh, of that that he just sneaks in and he's just standing there. yeah he's just sitting there so awkwardly like he belongs there and kai um is sitting there and she can't even think properly he's like he's usually calm and composed he's yelling he's like baka 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 and they're like you can't even think of anything better to say he could cause he honestly he was just so upset he's so annoyed Oh, <laughs> yeah he was just so annoyed with him being yeah. there you know it was just oh my god but I mean, he was just there yeah, being a ball boy. Yeah, he takes it so well, isn't yeah, it? Is. They just call him the ball boy, and mm-hmm. he's there observing, and he's there working on his technique. And I love it that the coach also says, you know, you know, be the best ball boy you can. I mean, which is true. You know, be be the best aid you can. There's a lot to learn, isn't it? Like just observing other players as well. And yeah, but I love I love Tsukishima in that. It's like, oh my god, I don't know this kid yeah, I don't at know all. I'm not associated with him. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah, but him being a ball boy, um, was well, actually ideal because it had it, it forced him out of his comfort zone. And he got to just sit there and watch and perfect his craft with receiving because he was never a good receiver. He was just hitting. And then you saw in the later episodes, like. The like the fruits of his labor paying off because he was sitting there, he was starting to receive, he was starting to do that, he was focusing more on that, and it just lets you know that not nobody in the entire show is just great at everything. Like you have some people like Oikawa in uh 
what's called Kageyama, who are really, like, really good at everything. They can serve, they can set, they can spike, they can do a lot, but they're not exactly perfect in everything. So everybody has something they can work on, like Hinato with his receives. Now, Karasuno, they basically had that whole argument like we were talking about earlier, how they had all everything that they could work on. You see, you can see flaws in everybody's game, and that just makes it realistic because, you know, like you said earlier, not everybody can be good at everything. So it just makes them get out of their comfort zone, actually have to work. Yeah, exactly. It it brings it it brings it closer to reality, isn't it? Because not all of us can be geniuses in everything, as well. It gives it gives even us adults hope that we can work on something and can be better at it. We don't have to rely on raw talent alone. I think you know in general. This is a problem with, um, you know, the way things work in the real world that people go like, oh, yeah, this person is so talented and somehow talent um, is somehow valued higher than somebody who works at it. And it's, it's a difference between hardworking and somebody who keeps trying to perfect their skills. Uh, I think there's a two separate things because personally, I feel hard work is uh, what people consider hard work is you're just showing up, you're sitting there instead of nine to five, you're sitting there eight to six. You look like you're working hard, but you're not working smart. But people who are perfecting their skill are working smart because they have that goal in mind. They're making sure they're doing multiple things that will help them get towards that goal. And it might not all seem related, but in the end, it ends up being related because they're looking at the bigger picture. Exactly, but um, we've been going on for a while, and I don't want to eat up too much of your time. I just want to say thank you for coming on. I mean, because gosh, I know we could sit here, and we've been sitting here just talking and talking and talking by Haikyuu, and I know that can just go on forever. Thank you so much, Adrian, for having me. This has been an amazing talk, and it's lovely to geek out. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I feel like we, we've talked about the implications of this yep. anime in real life and how it actually works. Uh, in the real world isn't it and it's some great storytelling there yeah so um again thank you for <laughs> coming on thank you for taking the time out of your day to do this let's go ahead and close this out always 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 remember to respect women but most importantly remember to respect yourself and we out